1: So we're actually going to take one episode and do all of Matthew chapter 23. It is 39 verses, and at the end, I'm going to read through uh, verses 37 through 39. But man, to say that Matthew 23 is a loaded passage is almost to undersell it just a little bit. Uh, Man, it's so, so incredibly, just honestly, just intense important and, and kind of a big deal for us to understand and for us to read. And so I'd encourage you uh, get on your own and read through Matthew chapter 23. And don't be surprised when you see Jesus being uh, really, really intense because in Matthew chapter 23, man, mean, Jesus is going after the Pharisees here and in verses one through 12, he's really going after them primarily uh, because they're not practicing what they teach. I mean, they're, they're teaching all these things about how to live up to the law, about how to do the law, but, uh, they're basically doing and all these things just to be seen by others and the things that they're teaching for people or telling people to do, they're not doing themselves. And so they're, they're cocky about the stuff that they do uh, and they're but all the stuff they're doing, they're doing just to be put on a show and being put on a pedestal and just to be seen by other people and they're, they're being incredibly, incredibly prideful in the way that they teach and proclaim the law. And so this is why verse 12 comes back into play and we've seen this uh, in the last few podcast episodes. It, it kind of made an occurrence a couple times, but where Jesus says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And so Jesus is using that statement again here with the Pharisees because they're teaching the law in this way. And then from verses uh, 13 through verses 30, uh, I guess really 32, but you could really say verse 36, there's a, a pretty uh, famous passage of scripture where there's seven woes, where seven different times in verse 13, 15, 16, 23, 25, 27, and 29, Jesus says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. And now woe uh, basically means great sorrow or distress. So this is my much more than a a warning. It's a, um, it, it's it's woe to you, man. It's I, I'm sorry for you. I'm distressed for you. It's basically a an incredibly intense warning system. And the, Jesus goes through a list in these seven different things, basically saying, "Woe to you, because you do this." Uh, verse twenty seven is a famous one. Woe to you, for you are like whitewashed tombs, because these tombs would appear beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, they're simply just holding dead bones. And Jesus says to the Pharisees you are like that, right? So these woes are very intense statements where Jesus is saying, woe to you, Pharisees and scribes, because you're doing this and you're living this way, but your heart is somewhere else. And man, Jesus just keeps on going at them. I mean, in verse 33, he calls them snakes. He calls them broods of vipers. I mean, this is not very nice Jesus, right? This is Jesus going after these scribes, these Pharisees, these people who would have been looked at as the religious elite who would have been looked at as these people who added it all together and Jesus is basically saying woe to them but here's what I want us to see in this passage and I, hope you, I really do hope you read it because it's intense to see what Jesus is saying to them but here's what I hope that you understand is, is this not nice Jesus? not, not really but listen it's, it's not really Jesus being ticked off either it's not like Jesus is just, you know, those people in life who get enjoyment out of being angry and who get enjoyment out of telling people off. It's not like Jesus is just happy to go after these Pharisees here. It's not like he's just happy to say, woe is you, woe is you, and go after all of these things. Because listen to what verse 37 through 39 says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And here is what's really amazing about the heart of Jesus in these 39 verses. is Jesus is not just angry at them, although I think it's fair to say he is a little bit angry with them. But man, his heart is broken for them because these are the people that are the people of God, right? He, he's longing for them to be the true Israel that God the Father in the Old Testament called them to be, that he created them to be, that he set them apart to be, and yet they're not living in that way. And so this is not Jesus just being mad for the sake of being mad. This is Jesus having his heart broken because his people, the people of Israel, are not understanding the means to which they were called to live. And, and I think it really echoes a lot of 1 Timothy. 2, 4, 1 Timothy 2.4, where First Timothy 2.4 says that we have a God who desires all to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And, and Jesus is showing that in his ministry, not only to the Jewish people, but to the Gentiles, Gentile people, because he's extending the call of the kingdom of God out to Gentiles. But here we are seeing his heart break for those people who should get it, these people who should respond to Jesus better and more properly than anyone else, be they or not, And Jesus is saying woe to them in an effort to get them to repent and in an effort to get them to see what's going on. But at the root of it, man, his heart is breaking for them because he's longing for them to be the true Israel that God called them to be. And that's what Jesus is getting at in verse 37 to 39. So the heart of Jesus is amazing. It's not a heart here that's simply stuck on just being angry and ticked off, but it's a heart that's longing for his people to return back to him.
0: Thanks so much for listening.